I'm in my mid thirties now, and I don't know where the last 10 years of my life went. So I want to start, I want to think about like, what legacy do I want to leave behind? What do I want to be remembered for? And how can I be the best version of myself in every, in every um, aspect of life? Again, spiritual, wealth, mental health, all of it, right? Because I used to think that success was only financial success changing my mindset to look at what can go right versus what can go wrong, right, has been a game changer for me. Hello and welcome to The Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Agent Podcast. Today I'm here with Drew out of Michigan. Drew, welcome to the show. Thanks to be here, Raymond. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, buddy. So why real estate? That's such a great question. I'm so thankful uh, to be a part of this show today, Raymond. I really appreciate it. So uh, guys, a little bit background on me. Uh, I graduated from Michigan State, got a finance degree, and I spent 10 years in corporate America. So five with uh, Dow Chemical on the east side of Michigan, and then five with Amway here on the west side of Michigan. Super thankful uh, for my experiences with those two great companies, I uh, just kind of realized back in 2018 uh, that wasn't the direction I wanted to head anymore. So Raymond, you and I were talking a little bit off camera before we started real estate investing. So I started investing in 2011 and kind of had sort of a, a side hustle from 2011 till now, really, but now it's kind of more of a full-time gig. But so my experience in investing uh, just really took off. I was obsessed with it. I loved it. It was so much fun to me and kind of the natural transition for me into the next chapter of my life led me to become a real estate agent. I love meeting new people. Um, I love uh, the unlimited potential that real estate has. I love it how you can make it your own, meaning you can be a a huge monster team um, or you could be a a single solo agent anywhere in between. So I love the flexibility that real estate brings. Also impact, right? So In Grand Rapids, there's 3,600 real estate agents in the surrounding area, right? So how do you distinguish yourself? How do you separate yourself from the pack, so to speak? And it really, for me, guys, it comes down to setting expectation and uh, having great communication skills. So with anything in life, whether it's familial, relational, anything, uh, friendships, partnerships, whatever it is, if you can nail the communication aspect of it, you're going to be good to go and you're going to set a great foundation for your business. So that was kind of the long answer, Raymond. I love meeting people. Um, I love the unlimited potential. I love the impact that I can make in someone else's life. Uh, other than maybe having a kid or, or getting married, buying a house is, is somewhere in the top five, I would say. So uh, being a part of someone's experience and helping an individual or a family through that process and giving them the best consistent process that I can give them is an amazing feeling. And I'm very thankful uh, to be where I'm at. So, and that's a great story. I'd like to unpack a little bit about that. So Drew, one of the things you said was you were talking about, you know, communication being the key to relationships. And I think it's Tony Robbins that has a quote, something to the effect of the quality of your relationship will be 100% dependent upon the quality of your communication. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you had been at Amway for quite a while, right? So Amway has kind of two golden rules in my history, right? Either it's not talked about and it's shamed, or it's like an unbelievable experience. 
But it's been my experience from people that I've known uh, who both either worked there, sold it, or through networking, the the leadership and the thought and the communication and the networking skills that are learned at that company are like second to none. What did you take from both your corporate job at Dow and Amway that you've been able to bring into real estate that has really helped you create your business at the foundational level? A great question, Raymond. And, you know, talking about corporate America, I'm so thankful for uh, my 10 years there. So for a little statistic, 40 to 50% of my real estate, realtor income commissions, clients come from Amway or Amway referrals. So they're right there, 50% of my business comes from directly from Amway um, friendships and networking opportunities that I came across, right? So that's amazing in itself. Yeah, I had such a great foundation going into full-time real estate in 2018 uh, to have those connections. My departure email, I sent an email to all my Amway friends my last day at Amway, and it was 250 people. 250 people that I connected with, that I worked with, that I built a great relationship with and said, hey, guys, hi, guys and gals, you know, keep me in mind. Would love the opportunity to interview for a position uh, as your real estate agent. And I really haven't looked back since. But to answer your question, too, Raymond, the corporate America really just gave me enhanced skill sets. So communication, being professional. How do, you, how do you answer your phone? How do you talk to clients? How do you send emails? How do you interact with all the different personalities, right? So every client, buyer client, seller client that you have, you have different personalities, different backgrounds. Okay. So I'm going to be the same Drew either way, but do I need to tone it up or tone it down based on kind of uh, our relationship, so to speak? So just having that foundation of communication, professionalism, you know, putting the client first, always looking for opportunities to get better, always looking for value add opportunities. Like there's been so many situations in my real estate career where, you know, I knew a buyer, a buyer client would take the house for $2,000 more, but let's see if I can squeeze the other side for a $500 or a thousand dollars to keep that extra money in my buyer's pocket, right? So it's going the extra mile for your clients to give them the best experience possible. So I would say the foundations of the foundation of communication and professionalism, and also the network from uh, Amway and also uh, Dow. You know, I'm blessed to say that I have you know 1,100 contacts in my database at three and a half years into into real estate, and that's not to boast. That's to say, you know, I've I'm a very outgoing person, so I like to get to know people and, and you know, having that kind of da database at three and a half years in is, is pretty special to me. Yeah, sounds like it. How do you improve your communication? That's such what? a great question. As you see the monster of books behind <laughs> me, right? Yep. So maybe we, it's funny, guys, offline, uh, Raymond is like, let's let's move your desk a little bit so you get a little bit better lighting uh, for me. So maybe this was all on purpose, Raymond. So really great question. So I really had this total rejuvenation, so to speak, in my life right before COVID. I hit like a really personal, a tough personal spot in my life in early 2020. And it really set the foundation and set a new trajectory for me um, with my life. And I'm talking um, business related, physical, familial, relational, spiritual, everything, right? So you see this monster a book pile behind me. Before 2020, I probably read two or three books. 
in the last two years, I've read over 60 books and they're all in the, the self-improvement space and they're real estate related, they're investing related, they're communication related, they're Christian relationship related, they're everything, right? So like, think about how much time we spend on a daily basis looking at, you know, scrolling through Facebook or scrolling through Instagram or watching TV or watching movies, etc. Let's dive into these books where some of these people have spent 10, 20 years of their life experiences condensed into 200 pages and take away some value-added items where we can improve our life. So the question or the answer to your question, Raymond, is I am continuing to grab onto everything that I can as far as if it's a podcast, if it's a book, if it's going to an event, if it's anything and everything, if it's something new and it's something that I think I can improve on, I'm all about it. So I mean, I'm in my mid thirties now and I don't know where the last 10 years of my life went. So I want to start, I want to think about like, what legacy do I want to leave behind? What do I want to be remembered for? And how can I be the best version of myself in every, in every um, aspect of life? Again, spiritual, wealth, mental health, all of it, right? Because I used to think that success was only financial success. And that downturn in my life, that 2020 you know, very, very tough, challenging time in my life made me realize, okay, it's time to make some changes. And I've been building on that ever since. And it's been amazing. And it's led to so many different opportunities into my life. Opportunities like this, Raymond, like I'm so thankful to be speaking with you. You talked to some of the best agents all around the world and even uh, globally we talked about. So changing my mindset to look at what can go right versus what can go wrong, right, has been a game changer for me. Yeah, so it's my personal experience as well as observation that we often don't become intentional until a crisis smacks us in the face, mm -hmm. right? So we've spent years doing what we're doing, living life on repeat, maybe following someone else, maybe drifting, not following anybody else at all. With your reset over the last you know two plus years at this point, what are you doing daily that has caused you to be more intentional, more deliberate? And, you know, it's Jim Rohn that talks about designing your life and creating the life that you want so that, you know, in five years, you get to a planned destination, right? That you're not in the same place. What are some of the daily things that you're doing to help you facilitate that? I love that question. And I love the direction we're going uh, with uh, on this podcast today. So thank you, Raymond, for it. There's a book out there called, or called uh, Miracle Morning. So guys, oh, yeah. get Hell that on. Rod. Yes, get that on your uh, your book to do list. So there's an acronym in there, Raymond. That's called Savers, right? Yep. S A V E R S. So um, silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, inscribing. Right. So my morning routine is typically two hours long. So I'll meditate for a half hour, forty five minutes. I'll visualize for 30 minutes. So your mind doesn't know the difference between a visualized event and an actual event. So if you visualize yourself, visualize the life that you want to live, right? Spaced repetition. If you do that on a consistent basis, sooner or later, your subconscious is going to attract it, right? So meditation, visualization. I read um, 10 pages of a book, right? So there's a book out there called The Slight Edge. Read 10 pages of a book per day. And I would encourage you to do nonfiction. I do uh, scribing and then I'll rip out. I have about 20 affirmations that I rip out about five times each. 
and then I'll go get a badass workout in and my day is set, man. And it's been a game changer. But the, the thing is, Raymond, is I think maybe some or where some people fall short is you need to do it on a consistent basis. So your mind, it takes 66 to 365 days to develop a new habit. So where some people fall short is like, okay, Drew, I'll do that routine for uh, five days or three days. Um, you're not going to probably not going to have great results with that. Do I say, or do I encourage you to do a two hour routine right away? Absolutely not. I encourage you to start with a 20 minute or 25 minute morning routine and then build as you go. So I've been kind of fine tuning uh, that strategy, Raymond, for the last two years or so. And it's been, it's, it's been amazing. And I, life is almost, it's, I view life just totally different. I'm in a state of gratitude. Granted, I have tough days, tough moments. Um, I've been challenged actually quite a bit lately with some professional and, or I should say some more family stuff. And my reaction is just so much different now, right? Because I'm in a sense of gratitude. My happiness is no longer tied to the X amount of pending deals or X amount of real estate houses that I have or a, a Corvette or whatever it is, right? It's internal joy that I have a great majority of the time, right? I have tough days. I have challenges that come my way, but it's my reaction to it. So SAVERS, I'm sure you knew that acronym already because I think you've read the book or it sounds yep. like you have. Yep. So what are your thoughts on SAVERS? Uh, I love Hal Elrod. I've read both the Miracle Morning and the Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents. Both of I didn't the, even know that's a book. The versions, yeah. There's two versions of that book. Oh it's, my gosh. They're both good. Man, you know what, Drew? There is a book that I just read that everybody, everybody listening to this needs to read. Um, it is called, I just read it yesterday, Exactly What to Say for Real Estate Agents. And it's by three different uh, authors, Joan Smith and Mackin. I'll drop it in the show notes when, uh, when I publish this, but Exactly What to Say for Real Estate Agents. Talking about communication, unbelievable communication. I started actually making a list of, I don't remember how many like words or phrases that they go through, but I started making a list. And like, those are what I'm starting to recite in the morning. And it's the way that you speak to people, the way that you ask a question, the way that you phrase something to ultimately guide the response in a positive direction, you know, versus a, a quick no. Um, but I want to get back to what you were talking about here. You're talking about this two-hour morning routine. Something that I struggled with, and it's not always easy every day because we do have five kids and three dogs, right? So, like, sometimes the mornings just go south. One of our uh, kids, she got up at 4 o'clock this morning, and she's a special needs child. She's nonverbal, autistic, and we're... Some days are just better than others. Some days are worse than others. And this morning was one of the worst days where she was just up and, you know, it was party mode. There's other kids in the house and there's animals and we're trying to figure it out. And my morning went south a little bit, right? But it's all in the attitude of, okay, no, I just have to adjust my schedule accordingly and figure it out. Now I get up at 4.30, at least that's my goal, every morning, worst case scenario, five o'clock, so I can get some me time in the morning. But I think one of the things that people struggle with is giving themselves permission for that time. Like I struggled with that for a really long time because I grew up in a specific way where I was never taught to 
allow myself to do certain things or I was never taught to put my oxygen mask on first, like they teach you in planes in case of an emergency. And that's something that I often struggle with. And I have to re-engage my mindset intentionally to be like, dude, it's okay. Take care of yourself. Do what you have to do, you know, and everything and everybody else can wait. How do you do that? Is it natural? Did you have to work up to it? Do you learn that in a book? Where did that come from for you? It's a really great question. And Raymond, so I'm a single guy. I have a golden doodle. She almost just said hi over here. Uh, I heard her walking by me. A 75 pound golden doodle. (laughs) So they're wonderful creatures. I love dogs so much, but so I don't know what it's like, Raymond, to, to have the five kids and, and three dogs and all the you know the business opportunities you've been working on. You're just killing it. And I, I love that for you and your family. It's amazing. So what I always say is uh, to people that maybe aren't able to find the time is figure out a way to get up a little bit earlier. Getting up at 4.30 is pretty badass, man. Uh, that's amazing. So good for you. The thing in your situation, right? So your daughter woke you up at four o'clock today. I would say there's probably some sometime in your your day today where you could carve out, try to carve out a half hour, right? So turn your phone off, turn the computer off, and do your meditation or do your silence, right? Slow your brain down for a half hour, figure out a way. I actually just did this today. I didn't sleep very well last night at all, so I was tossing and turning all night. So I typically give myself two days off during the week from the two-hour morning routine, right? So it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do those. I'm, today's going to be one of those days. But instead, at 10 o'clock, I decided, okay, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes. I'm going to do my visualization for 30 minutes before my uh, lunch with my future or current clients. So figure out a way during the day to find time for yourself, right? It might not always work out, like in your case, Raymond, to do it in the morning. But figure out somewhere in your day, make yourself a priority and figure out where you can be kind of silent or be be with yourself, right? For X amount of minutes or whatever it's going to be. And just like Saver says, or the Miracle Morning says, right? There's going to be times where you're not able to do your normal routine, but you can go read two pages of a book. You can meditate for two minutes. You can be silent for two minutes. You can go rip out 50 push-ups or whatever it is, right? So he gives us those different options to say, okay, for, you know, we weren't able to do our morning routine because of X, Y, and Z. That's okay. We're still going to do a mini one, right? We're going to go do the things that I just talked about. So it's a little bit, I can't relate with you as far as with the, with the family, you have a lot more, you know, personal obligations that I do. And um, so I just think if, if there's some way during your day that you can find uh, time for yourself, I think that's where we need to maybe try and figure it out. Is that helpful or what are your thoughts on that? No, I think that's great. I think you're 100% right. Like you have to prioritize yourself, period. That's it. Because guess what? Nobody else is going to do it for you. Not your spouse, not your kids, not your dog, not your neighbor, nobody. You have to do it. You have to take responsibility. Okay, so let's talk about... Can I add on to that quick? Yeah, please. So what I would also say to Raymond is is being able to say no. So (laughs) we're both... You know, we're both in the real estate field, right? You talked about becoming an agent or talked about different things. And so like I get a lot of calls and I'm very thankful for them, right? I'm very thankful that lenders and title companies reach out to me, right? But I don't I don't need to have lunch with every, you know, every lender that reaches out to me. I can kindly and politely decline, right? So, but early in my career as a real estate agent, I would take everything that every meeting that I could take, right? And it was exhausting, right? I depleted my energy and like, 
I want to think that most of these lenders have good intentions. They want a connection, right? They want to understand me more and, and have a, a good rapport between each other, but they're also here to make business, right? They're here to, to do loans and that kind of thing. So long story long, being able to say no and being very intentional with your time. You only have so much energy in your energy tank per day. Where are you spending it? You're, you're blessed to have five kids, Raymond, a wife, businesses, opportunities, all that kind of thing. So like, where are we spending our time and where is it okay to say no to protect your own mental health and protect your own energy? So I just want to make sure we talked about that. Yeah, 100%. Saying no is a very powerful tool that is life-changing. For sure. So Drew, moving on to your business and how this has affected your business and has allowed you more leverage, both in the form of time and intentionality to build your business. What is your daily routine for your business that you've created for yourself? That's a really great question, Raymond. And you're, the answer to this question is probably all over the board with, with some of the agents that you talk to. So one of the, the things that I do on a daily basis is I have a social media calendar. So on Mondays, I do this. On Tuesdays, I do this. Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, you get the idea. So, and that's hitting LinkedIn, that's hitting Facebook, that's hitting Instagram. Uh, not so much on TikTok yet, but so that's one of the first things that I do is I'll post something relevant to that category on a daily basis, right? So, sounds like you've read a lot of personal development books. One of the main things I could say across the board is they always talk about consistency and they talk about discipline, right? So being consistent with it. So I'm not the type of agent like to each their own. I want the agents that are listening to this to focus on their skill sets, right? I'm not the type of agent to be cold calling a bunch of different people trying to get their business. I would I would look kind of silly just because that's just not something I have done or typically will do. Also like knocking on doors. I'll do it if I absolutely have to, to find a client, the ideal location. So I focus on my skill sets. I'm blessed to have a pretty large network via on Facebook, my Amway clients and friends that I talked about. So I want to get in front of them as much as much as I can with some value added content that I create myself, right? So like being able to talk or walk away with something about an investment property or a real estate sale, or I'm big on, obviously I'm big on this whole uh, mental health rejuvenation, right? So I have a Tuesday tip. So every Tuesday I'll post something uh, that's my, my intention is to inspire someone, to encourage someone, to help someone have a better Tuesday or a better week, right? So I'm very consistent with that. So that's the first thing I do. I'll always run through any pending deals that I have. I'll run through uh, clients that I need to talk to and meet new clients, uh, have client meetings. I always have buyers consultations with new uh, potential uh, clients and kind of whatever kind of else that I need to do for the day. And, and that's kind of kind of it. So like I've been fine tuning this whole strategy um, for a while. And, you know, John Maxwell says, always focus on your strengths, right? My, my strengths are getting in front of my sphere, letting them know that this is what's going on in the real estate market. This is how you buy an investment property. This is a great badass book that I just read that changed my life because of X, Y, and Z, right? Adding valuable content, because let's be real here, Raymond, there's a lot of stuff out there on social media, Instagram. I don't have anything a part of, like, there's some things there's just not good content out there. There are, there are good stuff, but some of the stuff that I see, 
I just don't want to see. So like, I want to post things that are going to help people live the best life that they can. So hopefully that answers your question. Long story short is it's a social media calendar, following up with clients, having buyer meetings, uh, seller consultations. Um, but I'm not, you know, picking up the phone call and or picking up the phone and, and contacting 30 people every day. That's just not something that I do. And my intent is to be, um, uh, Grant Cardone talks about, I think it's Omnisource in his 10X book, right? Omnipresence, I'm sorry, Omnipresence. Yeah, be everywhere. Right? Everywhere, right? So I want to I wanna let people know that if they want to work with me and they want to give me a chance to interview as their real estate agent, this is everything that I can bring to the table, right? My, I, you know, I'm educated, uh, financial degree and an MBA, I'm a broker, I'm working on becoming a loan officer. Like there's so much things that having a 10-year investment uh, background, like fit, flipping 20 to 25 houses. Like, so there's a lot of experience that I bring to the table, right? But I'm not that realtor calling you every day to say, hey, do you want to sell your house? Hey, do you want to sell your house? And teach their own. If someone's good at that, go for it. That's amazing. But like, that's just not my skill set. So I focus on the things that I do good. And that's providing valuable content on a consistent basis. Are you doing any paid lead gen activities? I am not. Okay. I am not. I, I brought on a team member for the first time, uh, a buyer's agent, listing agent underneath me. And I did buy a couple different things for him to kind of help generate some leads for him, for his sphere. It didn't work out that great, but that's okay. You know, um, you only fail if you stop trying, right? That's something we talked 100%, about earlier. Yep. So trying different things, but I've also kind of coached him and gave, given him everything that I've done in the last three and a half years, trial and error, about this is how I how I do business, right? So, um, so nope, I haven't Raymond at all, and I'm open to hearing about it. But also too, like opportunity cost on time, opportunity cost on capital, right? So I thought about like why does it make sense for me to spend X amount of dollars to try and get a get in front of people that I don't know, versus I have you know a thousand to fifteen hundred people in my database that know me, that know me well, know, like, and trust, right? How about I get in front of them and provide them the most valuable up-to-date content that I can do, right? And so that's how I've operated my my business so far, Raymond. And it's been great. It's been wonderful. And, you know, I'm learning as I go as well. So. So let's segue into content because I think content is something that a lot of real estate agents struggle to create and often understand, right? So how do you place value on content? So whether you're doing a social media post or you meet with a seller and you're following up with an email or automated email campaign, or uh, you created a buyer's guide, what are some things you're doing that are value add to ultimately, you know, what you hope become your clients? That's a great question. I'm reading a book right now called Who Not How. Have you read it? Uh, I've heard of it. I have not read that book. It's, I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's rated pretty high. I hear it a lot of other people talking about it, but I bring that up because I hired an assistant and I, I pay her pretty well. So, um, but she is amazing at uh, being super creative, right. And being, um, looking at my current buyer's packet and saying, Nope, Drew, we got to throw this out. We got to add some pizzazz here and there. Right. And what she did turned out to be amazing. Right. So who, not how, that's not me thinking, how am I going to find time to, uh, revamp my buyer's packet when 
who could do this I don't, for me. I don't love to do it, right? right? Hey, I don't love to do it. And I can hire someone that is amazing at it and she can do it in significantly less time than I could ever do it. So having that mindset of who, not how, right? So my assistant, Emily, she revamped my my buyer and seller's packet and it's so modern and it looks wonderful, right? So is that necessarily going to convert clients? I mean, maybe, maybe not, right? It's really going to be about this, right? It's about our communication. It's about our connection, right? So things like that. Um, it's another book that I'll reference too is called Trailblazers by a local author here in West Michigan, Tony Rabluski, wonderful guy. In his book, uh, he interviews someone that talks about social media. And the person suggested that you do your own social media, your own ideas yourself. So for example, I see sometimes I'll see an agent post something and I'll see another agent post the same thing like three weeks later, right? And that's all good guys. I've been there. I've done that. But try to think outside the box. Try to separate yourself, right? Again, 3,600 agents in Grand Rapids. What are you doing different to separate yourself? In that book that I read, it talks about creating your social media yourself, right? Or coming up with the content yourself, thinking outside the box. How can I attract different people into my business? How can I do things a little bit different? How can I add more value to my buyer and seller clients? So I do almost all of my social media myself. I was thinking about potentially asking my assistant to to, to bring it or bring her in and, and think about some different ideas, but 99% of it is, is me. So again, that's real estate, that's investing, that's personal wellness or mental health or whatever it is, you know, it's always like, how can I have, how can I help that person have a better day? So. I love it. And who not how is about leverage. It's about playing to your strengths. So you're not focused on trying to prop up your weaknesses, right? So you can do what you're good at and somebody else can do what either A, you're not good at or B, what you just don't want to do. Absolutely. I had another uh, podcast last year, Raymond, and I talked to, it was agents all within Key Realty. And I said, hey guys, there's only so much time in a day, right? So like whatever you make, per year. So if someone made $100,000 last year as a real estate agent, you basically make give or take $50 an hour, right? So does it make sense for you to spend two hours a week cutting your lawn if you hate cutting your lawn where you can pay John Doe down the street 50 bucks to do it, right? Does that make sense? Probably not, right? So I I started to incorporate that mind that mindset, uh, Raymond, into my life, right? Cleaning my house, cutting my lawn, hiring Emily because she's so much more creative than me. And she's got all these different ideas where I would just spin my wheels and get, get uh, potentially frustrated. Right. So who, not how, who can do the best job with this task so I can focus on what I love to do and where I bring the most value. Right. Love it. We're getting wild here, Raymond. I love it, man. All right. Let's, let's let me ask, up. I'm going to ask a question a different way. What am I not asking you about your business that you're really proud of? I mean, I'm super proud of myself that I get up every day and, and do my morning routine and, and do the, the things I've been talking about. I'm proud of myself for trying different things and seeing how they work out. I'm proud of myself of focusing on my strengths and not trying to be someone that I'm not. I'm proud of myself. This is, I hope some early agents or some early career agents hear this because in the beginning, 
I would get ticked off and upset when a client goes with someone else, right? It sucks. It happens. It's probably going to happen the other way too, right? I'm proud of myself because I no longer think about that. If someone wants to switch to a different uh, real estate agent, I'm going to wish them well. I'm going to wish them that they have the best, um, the best process and the best experience possible, right? I'm proud of myself because I stay in my lane and I encourage other real estate agents to have a good swim. I just read a Brene Brown book that talked about comparison, right? So on social media, we see a lot of comparison, a lot of people celebrating that kind of thing. And, and that's amazing, right? But subconsciously, maybe we think, maybe we have a comparison trait, right? So a Brene Brown book that I just read talked about comparison. She said, stay in your own lane, and tell the other person to have a good swim, right? So congratulations to X, Y, and Z for having a badass year in real estate or buying an apartment building or whatever it is, right? So I'm proud of myself for being intentional with staying in my lane, right? Subconsciously, I might say, oh, like, I wish I had this, this, or this, right? But I'm intentionally encouraging other people and wishing them well and success. And I wish, actually, I was going to say, I wish I would have known that earlier on, but Trial and error, man. I learned that. And learning not to be pissed off about losing a client to another real estate agent, right? Again, you know, we only have so much energy per day. If you spend five hours or six hours ticked off about a client that you lost, that's six hours you could spend prospecting or going to meet new people and uh, trying to develop some new relationships. I can't to keep going, Raymond. I'm proud of myself that's um, so I love to play Euchre. I love to work out. Right. So last year, I, my Euchre partner randomly reached out to me and says, Hey, I'd love to use it by a house. We never talked about real estate other than she knew I was a real estate agent. Right. At the gym, people found out that I'm a real estate agent. I'm on my second, third and fourth client from the gym. Right. And that's not me going up to them saying, Hey, Hey, Sally, I'm a real estate agent. I would love to, you know, have the opportunity to, uh, you know, help you or your family, right? Not to say that's not bad, but that's just not me, right? I am shooting the shit with her. I am getting to know her a little bit better and we build a connection. And then if it happens, the phone rings and says, I would love to have you list my house. So that's just what's been, that's just kind of what's authentic to me. So I'm proud of myself for learning and growing through the last three and a half years and really through 36 years of life and becoming the man I am today. I love that. It's beautiful. Congratulations. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. And my, my intent here is not to, to boast at all. I hope I don't come off as that. Like I, my intention is to, I hope that maybe some agents that are struggling a little bit that listen to your podcast, Raymond, that maybe they can take certain things away and, and, have a better life or, you know, maybe have a better business, et cetera. Yeah. I think Drew, what's beautiful about that is the ability to focus on the wins and not the losses, right. And have the ability to be both propelled and pulled forward because all too often in life we sulk or we revisit the past or we go through this damaging mental rehearsal of coulda, woulda, shoulda, and none of that None of that has a positive impact. It's just a downward spiral into a hole. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it took me uh, my first year in real estate to, to realize that and to get out of that. And I always softly encourage other agents that I see are struggling with, with losing a client or, or whatever it is. And, okay, it's time to pivot off it, off it. Wish that other person well. Wish them well. Wish, wish the new agent well. And 
focus on your next opportunity. And one door closes, another one opens. If Always. anything, uh, I had a experience once where an uh, agent had an expensive house listed in, in, in the area. And for some reason, things just didn't work out. And the listing agent and the seller parted ways, right? So the seller needed a new realtor, right? And I was on the list to interview. And I got the I got the listing. And the prior listing agent was nice enough to call me and say, hey, here's what happened. Here's what's going on. This is how you can help, or this is how you can have a better probability of selling that person's house, right? And I bring this up is because having for her to take time out of her day to spend a half hour with me and give me the background on the story and give me the best, the best chance for success with that listing. I think that says a lot about that person's character and who she is, right? High integrity. So high integrity. So I bring that up because there might be a situation where an agent out here have a similar experience, right? Always take the high road. In addition to that, once that house sold, I sent this uh, individual, their agents, a $100 gift card to uh, a local massage company here in, in West Michigan to thank her for her time, right? I'm not taking that for granted. She helped me significantly. And I want to thank her for her going out of her way to give me kind of the scoop on the deal. So it's really nice. reference, another, reference another book. It's called The Go-Giver. Get that one on your list too. Oh, the Go-Giver. Go-Giver. Okay. So who, not how, and The Go-Giver. Mm-hmm. Miracle Morning too. Yeah, Miracle Morning. <laughs> the unbelievable book. I love that book. You got okay. a couple for me too. I appreciate it. Um, Drew, I want to be conscious of your time. Thanks for being here with me today. What's uh, one more thing that we can pay forward to all of our listeners and audience out there that you'd like to share? That's exactly where I wanted to go next, Raymond. I appreciate it. So uh, referrals, guys. So referrals, referrals. How do you treat your referrals? So how I do it is... It doesn't matter if someone refers me a $5,000 a piece of land up in the middle of nowhere, or if it's a million dollar listing here in East Grand Rapids, it doesn't matter. I always get a handwritten thank you card. They're on my desk. Thank you card that says something along the lines of, hey, Sally, thank you for thinking of me uh, regarding uh, real estate in Michigan. I appreciate it. Um you know, I appreciate the friendship we've developed or whatever can I can connection that, you know, or whatever you come up with, whatever kind of relationship you have with that person. I also get a $10 or $20 Starbucks gift card in the mail every time, regardless, again, if it's a lead that goes nowhere or it's a lead that goes to a million dollar listing. In addition, I keep the referral, uh, the person who is referring updated throughout the whole process. If the house sells or if the land uh, or if the land sells or whatever property sells, I get another handwritten note. Thank you, Sally. Just want to let you know, John sold his house in East Grand Rapids. Again, I appreciate you thinking of me. Here's a $50 or $100 gift card to a steakhouse in West Michigan. Uh, I hope you have a great day and thank you again for thinking of me. And it's a little bit selfish for me, Raymond, because I, I love to do this, right? Because again, 3,600 agents in West Michigan, and this person thought of you out of all of them, right? So listeners, take care of your referral partners, right? That's the number, that's one. Next nugget I want to give you too is whenever I'm under contract with another agent, so if I'm the listing agent, there's a buyer's agent, right? And vice versa. If that agent on the other side did an amazing job, he or she had amazing communication skills, 
They kept me updated. They tried to figure it out. They didn't complain. They focused on what we could do. They focused on what solutions we have in the, in the deal, right? If it's a tough deal, we've all been there, right? If that person did a great job, it's the same thing. Thank you, Card. Like, thank you, John Doe, for this amazing uh, transaction on 123 Smith Street. And um, again, with a gift card, just because it's a reputation business, right? You never know when you come across that agent again. Like, so being professional to the agents that you work with, having amazing communication skills and working on them on a daily basis, right? Because you can always get better. Owning up to mistakes too, right? I've owned up to mistakes. I chatted with a lender a month ago on a very challenging deal that I was with and he put all the blame on me and and it is what it is. And I'm like, okay, this is the, this is where the conversation's going. And clearly uh, he dropped the ball on the situation. It is what it is. But own up to your mistakes and say, you know what? I'm sorry, I missed this. Um, here are a couple solutions moving forward. So I hope that helps. Referral cards for your referral partners. Thank you cards for the agents that do a great job on the other side and taking ownership for any um, mistake that you have, right? Because we're all human. We all make mistakes, right? Progress, not perfection, right? Not perfection. Progress, not perfection. So I would leave that with your with your audience, those three things. Take care of your people who think of you, who care about you, and who think about you first uh, with real estate. And more than likely, your business will continue to spider web and continue to grow. And again, this is not this is a little bit selfish for me because I I want I want to do this for someone because you never know like when someone might have a bad day. Yep. Maybe 100%. someone receives a, a handwritten thank you card with a ten dollars Starbucks card and says, "I really you know I needed this today, right? I needed I needed this little pick me up today for whatever reason." So spread love, spread kindness, be great to your other agents and your referral partners. And I think your business will, will speak for itself. I love it, Drew. It's great. Drew, where can people find you? If they want to get in touch, if they need an agent in Michigan? Yes. So I am mainly based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. However, I am from the east side of the state, Bay City, Michigan. It's about two and a half hours east of GR. Um, I would love an opportunity, uh, a referral partner, if you have anybody that's looking in the, the greater West Michigan area or even in Bay City. You can find me on Instagram, Drew Dunham Real Estate. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. My email is drewd at grar.com. Even if uh, someone's listening to this, uh, Raymond, and they want to talk for a half hour about how I can maybe help their business or share with them some things that I've gone through, uh, I'm open to having conversations with anybody that's trying to improve their life and not just professionally, right? It's all the way around. That's great. Thank you so much for uh, for the opportunity. Is there anything I can do for you? Uh, no, this was great, Drew. I appreciate you being here, man. It was great. Okay. I appreciate it, Raymond. Thank you so much. And um, I can't say how thankful I am to be on here. So I love it, Drew. That was awesome. I, I do have a question for you. Yep. Being that you've just went through all these different changes in your life, right? And you came out of a bad period. I'm always curious with other people that have gone through adversity, obstacles, whatever it is, right? What do you do when you don't know what to do? I pray about it. So there's a book. <laughs> We're going to have people that are going to have a, a, a lot of books to read. So I pray about it. So there's, I think of a book called Super Attractor. 
It's by Gabby Bernstein, I believe. Oh, Gabby yeah, Bernstein. Gabby Bernstein's awesome. I, I love, love her. so like she'd be my top five Raymond to go see face to face. So very it's a very if there's people listening on this podcast that are very spiritual, very aligned with and very interested in in spirituality, read Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein. So I pray about it, Raymond. And um I think also making a decision to like forcing yourself to to make a decision one way or the other, whether that's a business opportunity, whether that's a relationship ending, whether that's, you know, maybe parting ways with a client, whatever it is, right? So if I don't know, I will maybe make a pros and cons list. I will um, think about it. I will, another um, good tidbit I learned from a book too is they said, seek counsel and not opinion, right? Seek counsel and not opinion. So for example, if you're looking for relationship advice with your wife to how to live the best marriage possible, you're going to go to people who have a proven track record of that, right? Same thing. If someone's trying to quit uh, being an alcoholic or alcohol, trying to eradicate alcohol from their life, you're not going to go to someone that's uh, drinking every other day, right? So being intentional, intentional and being mindful of people or the people that you go to for advice, right? And making a decision at the end of the day and, and going one way or the other and, and reflecting too, right? Reflecting to say, was this the right decision? Why or why not? So again, being a real estate agent, being an entrepreneur, another big quality is being resourceful, right? This agent's going, or this, this deal is going south because of X, Y, and D. It's like, whoa, whoa, hold up. Let's try this, 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 and this, right? So being resourceful and having that like willingness not to quit and not to give up is uh, something that you need. There's a stat out there, Raymond, that says, I think within two or three years, 60% of agents will leave the business. You probably know that stat better than I do. Is that accurate? Somewhat uh, accurate? Yeah. I mean, the the stat for failure is like 87 to 90%, right? Okay. So if you're left with 10 to 13% of actual agents staying in the business, and then 60% of those are going to end up leaving the business, I don't know. Is that why there's a flood of real estate agents, you know, year after year coming in and out of the business or coming in and out of brokerages or, you know, thinking that brokerages are the problem? I don't know. It's probably a much bigger discussion than we can have right now. <laughs> For sure. But I would just say, have the grit, have the tenacity, be willing to think outside the box and do the things that we talked about, or maybe incorporate a couple of these things that we talked about today. And feel free to reach out. Whoever's listening, happy to help in any way that I can. I love it, Drew. Thanks for this, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much, Raymond. Have a good rest of your day. You too, Drew. Be safe. All right, right. bye-bye. Hey, guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here, and we'll see you on the next one.